Welcome to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World. Two film buff friends decide to spend their remaining days creating and watching the ultimate movie bucket list. A podcast filled with film discussions, movie reviews, and a healthy dose of juicy celebrity gossip. Cinephiles unite. We're going to need each other. Hello, Nadim. <laughs> That's cute. Tell them what I did. I know. Mita put it on a piece of paper. She wrote, hello, I, Nadine. I mouthed the words first. She's, did you? Just, I didn't yeah. even notice because I was on the... Oh. You're not even looking at I me. Know. Why did we do this on FaceTime? <laughs> Sorry. I was in the audacity screen. The audacity of you. Yeah. The audacity yeah. of it all. Yeah, there we go. Mita. Nadim. Season three. Whoa, baby. What a time to be alive. Yeah. I know. Do you want to explain for the no No, third time? I think I think we should tell our listeners where we are in terms of what has happened this week. My gosh, this week can we talk? You probably don't know because (laughs) unless you're in Canada, this was probably not headline news. But Mita and I both reside in Ottawa, Mm -hmm. and there was a storm that took place for about fifteen minutes in the city. Not even. Not even. Like not even fifteen minutes is generous, and it completely decimated our power system yeah so like it was shut down it was shut down so about last saturday it is now may 27th and it was what was it may 21st at almost 3 3 30 there was a yeah. storm that hit for 15 minutes decimated our power mita was out of power until when until monday night monday so night yeah. two and a half days two and a half days i was out of power until thursday night yeah <laughs> it was it was Today's brutal. Friday. <laughs> Today is Friday. So it's yeah. been, br- it was brutal. It's been and tough. like the hydro company has essentially said they have never experienced anything like this in the history of the city. They're comparing it to the ice storm, which happened in 1990. But they're saying it's far worse than that. But from, so I was talking to my sister about yeah. it and she was like, the ice storm lasted weeks though. Like there were people who didn't have power for weeks. Was it really? That's what she said. She remembered having like a teacher in her school come in and one day and was just like crying because she lived in a more rural area yeah. and they still didn't have any power or anything. That I can and imagine. And that was pre-amalgamation, I think. 1998. So I think that yeah. was pre-amalgamation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I do imagine at that time it was probably like the people who got hit got hit bad. But the ice storm I don't think lasted. They're, they're saying this is worse. And if you drive around the city, it's bad. It is bad. It's there's trees on the ground. There's power lines everywhere. It's like trees. There's... You can see them pulled up from their roots. Yeah. It's but it's so wild. My dad and I went for a walk like after the storm mm-hmm. was done, and then we we like looked around the house to see if anything had yeah. happened, and we're like, okay, nothing. And we right across the street from us, like a couple branches had fallen from yeah. one of our neighbor's trees onto their driveway, but like was far from their car. But then mm-hmm. just like a little bit down the street, someone's tree fell fully onto their driveway, wow. missed their car by like two inches. Oof. But then I was like, let's go for more of a walk. Yeah. And like there were trees on cars. Yeah. Um, I found a tree. I'll show you the picture of it now. Mm-hmm. You can describe it to our listeners. It was quite the the looker, this tree. Like fully oh, it like snapped like a it branch. It snapped in half. Yeah, yeah. And then there was one street that was a crescent, like just the branches had fallen at the end of the street, so yeah. you couldn't drive out. And they and it was on both ends, so they were like trapped. So I've <laughs> driven by a house on um, Prince of Wales where mm-hmm. there are power lines in front of the driveway and a yeah. tree, and I'm like, those people can't get out. No, like I, how crazy. are you even? They can't do grocery. They can't do anything. It's it's bad. It's bad unless yeah. they're leaving from like their backyard or something. But like, it's really bad. Yeah, and so. this won't be of interest to anyone outside of Ottawa. But have you seen like the power the traffic lights at Miraville and Viewpoint? Oh my god, it's Viewmount? so yeah. bad. It's so bad. It's really bad. We it's can't scary. express enough. This is actually pretty bad. And I know um one of my mom's friends was actually on the road when it happened. And she said it was, like, the the scariest thing she's ever experienced. Oh, that is scary. Yeah. Yeah. And people have died. Yeah. Ten people. And they were all people who were outside. And yeah. there there was a warning that went out. 
I, I've never received an emergency warning for weather. It's always been an Amber Alert or something. Yeah. But when I got it this time, I was just like, really? It's just, it seems like it's like a thunderstorm. And they're like, no, it's not a thunderstorm. A storm. Yeah. Well, okay. So like my nephew was over that day. Yeah. And we put on Coco Melon so he would sit still mm-hmm. and digest his food. And it interrupted Coco Melon. He was not impressed. <laughs> 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 but Coco Melon got interrupted and we were like, what? This is crazy. We've yeah. never seen this before. And then quickly put on Coco Melon. Then I was like changing a diaper, mm-hmm. mid-diaper change, power goes out. Oh, yeah. This poor kid was just like, what is going yeah. on? What is happening? But I swear to God, when the power went out, I was just like, oh, it'll be back in like an hour or two. Same. And I called my aunt. I was like, oh, did you? and she had power. She was out um, in carp and doesn't um, use... Ottawa Hydro, she's yeah. Hydro One. So yeah. she was fine. But I was like, oh, like, we don't have power right now. She's like, oh, you'll be fine. I'll be back in an hour or so. Yeah. And like two and a half days later. It's because the we actually, on our street, the fact that we got our, our power back so late was also confusing because there was no damage on our street. Like there was oh. not. We, and we're on a pretty very new street. So the trees are very small. So there's like, yeah. there should have been something, but nothing happened. And like you drive by, you can't tell anything happened. So the fact that it took... Six days for power yeah. to come back was wild. That is wild. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you have it now. Yes. And now we're returning back to normal. So all this to say that Mita and I were having a lot of trouble finding a time to record. But we are recording now at almost 1030 at night on Friday night. This is how Mita and I are spending the evening with you guys. Yeah. First episode. So season one starting off on a funny note. Season three. Oh, season three. Why did I say yeah, season we're, one? We're well past season three. Because I was thinking... Of yes. season one of The Staircase. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Mita Wait. finally decided to listen to Nadim <laughs> because she, I was right about Razi, so she's like, oh, he could be right about something else. I knew it was going to be good. I did know. Yeah. I just was, I also don't like waiting week to week for yeah. things. And so I kind of was just waiting. And you were watching it. So I was like, I'll just wait till it's done. But I had some free time today and I literally went through one through six. So I'm ahead of you now. Oh, I'm, is it episode there, six? Six aired on Thursday. Oh, which I've was seen it. five then. You've seen five. Five is the one with the letters back and forth, right? Honestly, I just watched it all in one shot, so, so like I can't really tell yeah. you what is what episode. Five yes. starts with French music. <laughs> that helps you. No, I've seen fa- five. Yes, okay. I've seen five then, yeah. Well, then I'm ahead. <laughs> yes, you are ahead because you've seen episode six. Yes. So, Thoughts. Very good. Very good, like, right? Very good. Yeah. And like, I like that we're getting all aspects. Yeah. It feels unbiased, which is so hard. Truly actually feels unbiased. Yes. And still is playing. Like, I was worried that they would try to make Michael like a, somewhat likable. No. But he's not. They're not. <laughs> he's not. And there are, there's new things that I'm learning that I didn't know about. And like. I find this whole i didn't know much about the french film crew that was like coming in to film them and i didn't know what like what they the components like who was involved Mm -hmm. in what and things like that and they are focusing on this editor that was then romantically involved with him which is yes sophie which i'm finding fascinating and if they are telling it truthfully I'm so disturbed by like what I watched as the staircase, the documentary, to only find out that now she's so involved because she's not p- involved at all in the documentary. They don't show her one bit, and it almost feels like to me like they were purposely hiding her. Okay, Watch so I this haven't la- seen episode six. Okay, yeah. and I do know obviously Julia Pinoche plays the character, and yes. you do know that it's you find out like her involvement and her involvement with Michael was quite substantial. So. Obviously, and episode five talks a lot about how how could she maintain an unbiased viewpoint if she was mm-hmm. interested romantically in Michael, mm-hmm. which is a very valid point. Yeah. So it, it really does make me question like how the series was edited because you could tell in the, it's interesting because I've talked about this, so there's evidence, about how the edit makes it seem his innocence kind of moves along with the show. Do you know what I mean? Like, it seems very unbiased at first, but as the series progresses, you can tell that the makers are like, oh, he didn't do it. The filmmakers, yes. Me, the viewer. Not, the, um... not me as the viewer, but me <laughs> okay. as the, but as I'm, what I'm watching, I'm yes. like, you can tell that this is how they feel about it. They felt like they, yeah. well, except for that one producer. I mean, yeah. I think the things that really stuck out to me are 
I don't know if they showed anything new in six, but in episode in two episodes they show if Kathleen fell down the stairs, how it happened, and then if Kathleen was murdered, how it happened. Happened, and it yeah. gives such an interesting like. We don't know what happened, but suddenly watching these two vantage points, this Rashomon style of like, if the, if it happened, this is what it was. If it this was, I, when I watched the fall, I was just like, this is almost like hard to believe. Yeah, but the then fa- when I watched the, the fight, yeah, then I was like, this is more believable. This is more believable, but you're gonna like what they show in six. Okay, I'm excited for you to watch it. I hear the owl is making an appearance in episode six. Was it an owl or was it bats? I feel like yeah. this is trying to get me into this whole new. New, New bat theory. theory. Yeah, it was lot. Batman. It was Robert Pattinson. Exactly. <laughs> but I do, I really like where it's going. And I'm interested to see how they how they tie it up. Yeah. No, very impressed. Impressed with Tony Collette. I was watching it and my dad was watching. And he, the only thing he could keep saying was like, this is about that Nortel girl, right? Yeah. <laughs> did they did they mention Nortel? Yeah, <laughs> like he was, I was Nortel like, why are you so invested in a company that you no longer work for? <laughs> My dad was not fired. He retired early. Oh, yes. That's what yeah. my dad did, too. Yeah. He took the early <laughs> retirement. Yes. Uh, Nortel people love Nortel, though. They do. It was so... It's, my dad is they the were same so, way. Yeah. Like, my dad worked there for 25 years. Yeah. Yeah. So, they what Nortel, I? love Nortel. <laughs> but, Mitha. Nadim. I think it's time we start with movie one. The first movie ever. The first movie ever of all the movies. <laughs> of all of the films. Not really. But, but this is the first movie of season three. It is. Because to give you a quick rundown, Mitha and I are watching all of the Best Picture winner for the Academy Awards. Correct. Starting with... Wings. Yes. From <laughs> 1929. Sure. It's a kind of hard. Yeah. I think there's a little it's bit three of three years. <laughs> the movie's from 1927. It covers 19... The Academy Awards covers 1927 and 28 and was rewarded in 1929. Was it? I thought I think it was re- that's what it was. Okay. It's something. You can look it up on Wikipedia if, yeah. you, if you choose to. But Either yeah, way. It's the first winner of, of... At the time, it was not um, Best Picture as we know it now. Yes. But at the time, it was called the Academy Award for Outstanding Picture. Oh, okay. Yes. So it had that title up until 1929, so I think until the next year. And then from 1930 to 1940, it was the Academy Award for Outstanding Production. Production. From 41 to 43, it was for Outstanding Motion Picture. For from forty four to sixty one, it was best motion picture, and now from nineteen sixty two till present day, for the last sixty years, it's been the Academy Award for best picture. Okay, what a history! What a history that I read off Wikipedia. <laughs> Do you want to launch into the quick IMDb disco for Wings? Sure, why yeah. not? Uh, the disco for Wings. Two young men, one rich, one middle class, who are in love with the same woman, become fighter pli- pilots in World War One. Okay, that's wings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is interesting, right? Because yeah. I was thinking about this for the last two seasons and the last like 106 episodes. Mm-hmm. We've always been picking the movies, right? Like yeah. I picked or you picked the movies. And so aside from the fact that we don't have a reason for why we picked wings, we didn't pick wings. The Academy picked wings. Mm-hmm. These are these like hundred movies that we're going to review. There, I think we're going to have the most unbiased reviews. Yeah, because it's not something that like. Oh, well, I mean, we'll see some when we these, get to certain things. There are things. some movies I think that you and I are more partial to, but yeah, generally Chicago. speaking, <laughs> but generally speaking, Crash, where there's going to be movies <laughs> that you know neither you or I are tied to. So I think our reviews are going to be really honest, and I'm super yeah. interested to know what you think because I don't care. I have no okay. emotional investment in these movies, right? So I'm really interested to just hear that, like, oh, I effing hated this. <laughs> and I while watching this I was like we need to be like as honest as possible yes. I think like when we first started this podcast we did 2001 A Space Odyssey and because it had so much like weight to it we weren't really honest about how we actually felt yeah. about it um, which was like we didn't think it was like as great as people seem to think yeah. it is but I, I watching this I was like this is an opportunity for us to be like as honest as we possibly can be and see if these like hold up in our, our own perspectives 
Yeah. And I think the yeah. other thing that's super interesting about this, and I like I'll talk about this a little bit more. I didn't realize this until I was watching this movie. We are actually going to watch in action the evolution of cinema. I know. Over a hundred so years. It's, that's actually kind of wild. It's crazy. We're going to see like we're going to see where we started from in s- literally a silent movie all the way up into Coda. Yeah. And plus. Like plus. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, there's more than Coda. More, yeah. yeah. It's like, wait, plus what? As you brought up, it was a silent movie. Did you know that it was I did a not. silent movie? Okay, either did I. <laughs> really taken aback by that. So let me let me launch into it. Okay. We I was I on Tuesday, I was just like, okay, let me I, I had obviously had a hard weekend. It was hard for me to watch it. So when I came to my parents' place at the end of the weekend, I was just like, okay, on Tuesday I'm gonna watch it. I rent it on YouTube and I'm like, okay, it's two hours and twenty minutes, which is a little long, but maybe I'll watch it like I'll watch half and half. Mm-hmm. I turn it on and I'm just like Oh shit! This is a silent film. <laughs> that li- literally, I had the exact same reaction. I was like, "Didn't Nadim know this?" <laughs> like, I thought the same thing. I was like, "Did yeah. not know this was a silent film?" I knew that Clara Bow, who's in this, was a silent film yes. actress, but for some reason, I believed that this was not a silent I film. Had, I thought this was. I thought the Academy Awards was post-silent. Yes, me like, too. I thought every movie had dialogue. Not the case. I did look it up. This is the, the, <coughs> the only, only silent film that, yes. Well, actually, so. our next our next week's movie, Broadway Melody, was also shot in silent because not all theaters oh. were had the ability to do sound. An, okay. But so, it's, we'll get to that next week. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that next week. But for this, I was so taken aback. So let me explain. I watched okay. on Tuesday. I watched seven minutes and then fell asleep. <laughs> and I was like, Cool. This is going to be a slog. Mm-hmm. It took me four tries to finish it. Pretty much the same. There yeah. was a lot of me sitting there thinking, do I watch another episode of Law & Order SVU? Or do I finally put on Wings? And I started Wings. And um, just like 2001 is Space Odyssey, there's about like five minutes of like nothing happening. Yes. Just like music playing. But then also... A hundred different infographics for, for Paramount, Paramount Pictures. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, wait, what? did this play like back then? Is that how it was? Did they have all these different Paramount No, because that's the evolution is what they were showing of Paramount Pictures. But why are you doing this? Because it's been a hundred years of Paramount. Because I think this was just, if you look at when it was uploaded to YouTube, it mm-hmm. was just last year. Oh. It's super, super recent. Yeah. So Did you get it on YouTube or Apple? I rented it on YouTube because I was at okay. my parents' house and it was easier to rent it on YouTube. Yes. The rest of them I'll probably end up and renting on Apple. But yeah. So I had to rent it twice as well, too, because you, I oh. only had the 48-hour rental and I was just like, oh, I didn't finish this in time. So... Here we go. <laughs> no, I did finish it in time. Like I started it early one morning and yeah. I was like, I'll just knock out this these two hours yeah. as I'm getting ready for the day. And I started it. And I was like, I don't want to watch this right yeah. now. <laughs> it's it's um it's black and white, it's silent, it's over two hours, and it's a war film. Yeah. So like none of those things check off any boxes for me. Personal boxes, yeah. Personal boxes, yeah. Yeah, I was very much the same way. I was very... The silent thing really threw me for a loop. I'll be like, Because you really have to pay attention. Yeah, you really have to pay attention. But (laughs) at the same time, this was a movie that retained none of my attention. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was... So it was interesting. As I was watching it, I was just like, look, I think we're all well aware this is not... I'm not one of those people who was just like movies were so great in the silent era. No man, like I am a I'm a moviegoer from this like this century. We are modern moviegoers. We are modern moviegoers. Yes. So that is going to influence how I feel about a silent film. It, there's it, it's inevitable, especially because how this movie was made was as a silent film, and that really affects I think why, a why it's so long. B mm-hmm. like how the entire thing unfolds. That said. I really tried to give it the space to be the movie it was. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, obviously, you're taking everything with a grain of salt. You're understanding it's from the 1920s. It's yeah. not going to be a war blockbuster of today. Yeah. yeah. It's not going to have the pacing of, let's even say, Coda. It's not going to have that, like, those things. So let's let's really try to understand why this one Best Picture. Because that's, a, that's mm-hmm. the whole point of this, right? We're yes. trying to assess... Are these movies that have that are claimed to be the best movies of the year 
for the last hundred years? Are they? Are we going to be able to answer that question? Probably not. But there is going to be some attempt to do that. Yeah. And it's not like either of us have seen any other silent films. No. This is my first silent film. Yeah. And so this was... that. I will say that was pretty cool, though. That I can say, oh, I've actually seen a silent film. I think this will probably be my last silent yeah. film, though. I think, yeah. well, it won't be, <laughs> I think that's a fair Because you'll be watching The Artist probably oh. next year. Yeah. But The Artist still... Const- <laughs> but it's interesting because we'll talk about The Artist and we'll probably reference back to Wings when we talk about The Artist. Yeah. But The Artist is a silent film constructed in the modern age. There are so many things about this movie that I think you can tell it was made for an audience at that time, mm-hmm. right? Like, there's no real story here. No. But also, like, I think there... Sorry. I think there is an attempt at a story, but it gets lost with what they consider, like, their action sequences, which is man flying in a plane, which is actually when I think about it, like, for the 1920s, this is pretty cool how they were able to shoot this. Some of the stuff in this was really cool, considering yeah. it was 1920. But... I think they their the story gets lost in these like action sequences that quite honestly like I wound up just fast forwarding through because they go on was, really long. Mita. They go on they very go on long, long and like it's over two hours. It's two hours and twenty something minutes, I think. And like you you can just go through that because and I would check through the fast forward function mm-hmm. to see if there was any text that was coming in in case I missed it, but there wasn't anything. Yeah. But again, yeah, no real story other than there's just two guys in the um, Air Force who one was like in love with or both are they're in love with the same woman who doesn't really come up ever again. Yeah. <laughs> and one has a hometown friend who like is in love with him. Yeah. Oh, and there's bubbles. There's bubbles. But OK, wait, Nindy, for my intro, my original idea was to blow bubbles. Blow bubbles. That would have been cute. But then I couldn't find I thought we had some at home, but we didn't have any at home. And I forgot to go get some bubbles. No, the one you ended up with was good. Okay. I I like it. Thank you. (laughs) So when you watch this. Yes. How are you rating this? Like, how are you not? I'm not asking for your rating, but I'm curious to know, like, how are you? How are you not rating this? How are you reviewing this? I think for this season, because I think last season, the thing that I like toyed around with a lot, especially when it was the more like sentimental movies Mm -hmm. to me was like, how do I feel about this versus how do I actually see this as a movie? And I think for this, my perspective going forward is going to be, do how do I feel about this as a film in the history of cinema? Mm-hmm. Where does it have its yeah. place? Because for me, the Academy Awards is is meant to be the mecca of film, right? It's yeah. supposed to be this like this really outstanding piece of cinema that's been brought to us and has been voted amongst members of the Academy. And it should be something that really stands out. And so I'm going to look at it as like, is this something in the landscape of film from 1928 till 2024 when we're done this season of this podcast? Does this movie stand out? And that's hard to say, right? Yeah. (laughs) It's really hard to say because even if we isolate the year, I think it's hard for us to tell because... One thing I've actually established is I talked about this before. I follow this website called Awards Daily, mm-hmm. which will be talked about a lot during these next two years. It's written. It's a blog written by this woman, Sasha Stone, who's been following the, uh, the Oscars for years. And she yeah. has kind of boiled it down to almost a science for who will win and who, you know, based on based on precursor awards and based on what critics are saying and all of that. And yeah. she talks a lot in the individual year about how the climate really informs how people vote, mm-hmm. how Academy members vote, and mm-hmm. how based on what's going on in the world, oftentimes, like, when there's a war, for instance, you'll have people vote for oftentimes something a little bit lighter. They Sorry, even Academy members who vote, they want something that informs what's happening in their world. Yeah. There's other like there's other influences that happen in that obviously like the movie itself and the politics of the Academy Awards. But Does she ever have examples of that? I find that really interesting. About of movies that like, for instance, if there's a war going on, the winner of that year actually winds up being something a little bit more lighthearted. I think the artist is actually one of the okay. examples of that happening. Yeah. I also think 
there was something there was a reason why the social network didn't win but mm -hmm. the king's speech did and she actually predicted that she's oh. predicted a lot of these like these left field kind of wins that have kind of come up like mm -hmm. you know how the the season starts and you're usually like oh it's going to be this and then somehow like even this year i don't think anyone thought koda would win until we were in the season and then koda was true. winning and we're like oh i guess this is what's happening but it's so interesting because let look at something like last year, which was so heavy of like a year on its own. Yeah. And then you had something like Nomad Land, which is so heavy. But Nomad its Land was right. existential. But it's also it's also about a period in history that was really dark yeah. for people. Yeah. And was not too far off. Like was only less than a decade. I guess Minari would have been the only other option for something a little bit more hopeful. I was gunning. I thought it would be interesting if Promising Young Woman won because I think that that would be a really interesting thing to do a few years after Me Too. But yeah, but it's also it's not that no not great of a film. Exactly, that's really what like I was gonna it. say. Is yeah. that like it wasn't that great of a film? Yeah. But for this, I'm trying to understand is this was when this was right before the depression, mm -hmm. and it was in the Roaring Twenties. So what about this film resonated with people? And when I think about it and I watch it and I watch these really boring action sequences, I'm like, in 1920, this was probably like mind boggling. So exciting. Yeah. Yeah. This was a talkie. Let's go to the talkies. Yeah. yeah. What a time to be alive. Because in 1927, this stuff was, I, I still can't actually understand how some of this was shot in 1927. Like, did they? How they made it. Yeah. Like, how did they get those plane sequences? Like, did they actually like stick a camera on a plane while it was flying like and who was flying the planes and like there was there's a lot of real questions this was made a hundred years ago there's things like that but then there's also moments where like they're at base camp and they're training and it is so obvious that they're just like in a park on the paramount lot like it's yeah. so obviously california or burbank or yeah. somewhere right like it's just like kind of evident like oh you didn't really pay attention to locale for this <laughs> But Mita, that that's you yeah. thinking about like Ring. Lord of the Rings, for instance, that it looks like Middle Earth when it's shot in New Zealand. Yeah. But at the time, what was what were you comparing this to? There was no internet. There was no television. You weren't. There's yeah. no context for these people to know what's better and what isn't. So when you're going to a movie and someone's like, "I hear this movie Wings is really good," <laughs> that's but that's what it is, and that's all you're going to see. This is like seeing something that you've never seen before. It's true. It just makes me laugh to think about people in the 20s being like, did you catch wings? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it was. Oh, it's so funny. The other it's thing I cute. thought was really interesting about this is that the way it was constructed, the length of it, and the fact that it was like, there's romance, there's action, there's comedy. It's made like a Bollywood film. <laughs> right? Just no music. Just no music. Or but sound. That, but that's exactly how it's constructed. It's the idea that someone is paying money to come see something because the whole history of the Bollywood film is that mm -hmm. essentially people come from villages. They would tra literally travel to the big city or movies would be erected in villages. It would be a big event. People would save money to go see these things. So you had to make it worthwhile for people. Mm. So they were long. They were filled with action, comedy, music. They, they had a little bit of everything to appease to everybody. And that's yeah. that's... That's the genesis of what the modern Bollywood movie is. This is pretty much the same idea, right? That you have people who are, you, you need to entice people to come. You need to make it worth their while for them to sit through this. I think what I find fascinating is, I think how I feel about the film versus how I respect the film, in this case specifically, are two very different things. And yeah. I, I get a different opinion. I'm, I'm sorry. I feel something different from you. Yeah, I, it's hard for me to wrap my mind about the, because like, just as I said, I want to think of this as like, how has it lasted throughout like all these years? But it's also really hard to do that when you don't have anything to compare it to. Like when I looked at what else was nominated for this year, I hadn't seen any of those no, other yeah. movies. And I don't know what it's like to be a film goer of that era. So I, and one of the things that I was like nervous about for this season is like the first 20 years or so. Yeah. Well, first like, 10 years. I'm going to go with first 20 years. Really? Because like, Gone yeah. Wing and then Casablanca and like there's some good options. I think right up now. until 1950 it gets like yeah. really interesting at, once we get to 1950. But I don't really know much about that time in cinema. Only yeah. things that I've like read years later. And like I 
it's going to be interesting to see, like, does it spark anything from me? Does it gain my interest in any kind of way? Is there anything from this that I actually, like, walked away enjoying too? But one thing I did notice a lot in this was sort of the throwback to, or well, how referential it is for modern day films, uh, especially like wartime ones. Watching it, I was like, oh, this is just Captain America. (laughs) Have you seen Captain America, the first Winter Soldier? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot in Captain America, the first Winter Soldier that is in Wings. It's yeah. this like two buddies in the war. Yeah, that's true. Right? It's There is a love interest. The training sequences, like it kind of reminded me a little bit of that. And I can see how that would be referenced in like future war films as well. And some things that we'll probably wind up watching too. Yeah. And I think that's a yeah. good point is that this was the original. Like we've seen the influences before we've seen the original. But in 1927... There's a strong chance that this was, was this the was first one. The first time we've ever seen a story like this, you know, a love triangle. Yeah. And, you know, a wartime film with this much action and, you know, suspense and drama and all of that. But, but. one thing I actually found interesting was there is a few sequences in this film technically that are amazing. There's that one mm-hmm. shot where they're in Paris and it's essentially like a long tunnel of like people sitting at, at tables and it, yeah. like, it constantly parts. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, this is masterful. It's really nice. It's really beautiful to see and like how it's constructed and the how they create movement and how they create a, like action. And I'm not talking about like big action, but like that sequence was I like rewound it and watched it again because I was just like, this would look sexy now. <laughs> Imagine in 1927 what this felt like. Yeah. So there's things, there's technically things, but there's also a few things about where it's in the time period for instance early on there's a sequence where they're at the army base and you have a bunch of asses in the foreground <laughs> and i was so Just surprised like by out. that yeah. yeah i was so kind of surprised shocking. by that i would have thought that that would have been censored in some yeah. way yeah like at least put a towel on boys i was no i was genuinely <laughs> like how is this allowed there was way more skin from a lot of the women than i thought would have been okay but like Hollywood, like Hollywood was also kind of like they were the badasses of that time too, right? Like I'm sure they were breaking prohibition laws eventually. And but that's like, like nudity. That's like flat out nudity in a movie from the twenties. But I don't, I don't know. Were like children going to go see Wings? You know. But I think what I find interesting about it, and it's more just like the questions that kind of come from this film are like. Mm-hmm was American cinema at one point even more open-minded? And are we going to see where it starts to get puritanical? Probably. Like, are we going to come across a time period where it's just like, oh, no, we can't show this. We can't do this. Here comes censorship. Here comes censorship. Here comes... I wonder what film was, like, the first best picture that had, like, a a rating to it. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Because this is before the rating system, too. I have to watch this film is not yet rated again to find out what year that was. Exactly. Which is a very good documentary. It's a very interesting documentary, yeah. If you're interested in film ratings and how they come about, it's called This Film Is Not Yet Rated. It's very interesting. Yeah. But yeah, I think my uh, takeaway from this film was definitely more about the other things than the movie itself. Because the movie mm -hmm. itself, as a modern day individual watching it, I found it very boring. Hmm. And I don't know if I could find it interesting. I don't know what of interest is there. To be perfectly honest. Yeah. Because I just don't I think this on is going to be really interesting first 20 years for us if it kind of goes this way. I, but I was are, ne- so we're like going, to give, no, no, sorry, go. <laughs> to give our <laughs> listeners perspective, when we first came up with this concept, we wanted to do the, the last 50 years. So we wanted to look from, oh, right. Yeah. We wanted to look from 63, I yeah. think, or does that make sense? Something 73. Like 73. It would have been 70. From The Godfather. Yeah. Yeah. Um, up until present day. Yeah. And that was like a for sure thing we were going to do. We're like, yep, yeah, this is it. And then yeah. the Deem had the bright idea. Well, like, what, what if we just did all of them? Yeah. And my hesitation has been like, what if they're all really boring to begin with? And so I'm, I'm interested. That I, this piqued my interest in that area of like, okay, like, there are aspects of this that are really interesting in, like, telling of future films and interesting to see, like, what movies were of that time. Mm-hmm. But in terms of, like, what I'm used to today, this doesn't really compare. 
Yeah, I'd say this is definitely more interesting as an educational tool mm, than like yes. as a piece. I'm not entertained by this. Which lead in my research, I looked at Rotten Tomato scores, and it has like a 90 on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, there's people who don't like this. There's people who don't like it, but I also felt like that was really high. But Rotten Tomatoes is not as good as Metacritic, right? Because Rotten Tomatoes is either Metacritic. like how many people it's a. It's not an average score rating. It's like a, it's how many people liked it versus didn't like it. Mm. It's not on Metacritic. Yeah, I didn't think it was. It has a 7.6 on IMDb, though. That's quite low. There's 13,000 reviews. Yeah. Ratings. Huh. But the other thing is, is that when I read some of the reviews, either on IMDb or on YouTube, and people are like, this is amazing. I love watching it every time. And I'm like, Really? Why? Do you really? Wait, how old are you? It's <laughs> <laughs> you know? like the 99-year-old grandma who figured out how to use YouTube. Yeah. And they're <laughs> reliving their, like, history here. Oh, that Clara Bow. Yeah. <laughs> but imagine there was a time where this was... This, this was, of, like, popping. This was popping, Ima- right? Like, this was 1917 yeah. of 1927. <laughs> imagine the person who, like, watched this is one day watching, like, Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> they, my, oh wow right Think well they're about used it. to butts huh? so <laughs> many butts. butts so many butts <laughs> i think the evolution of cinema is actually really fascinating to me and again i think the thing i like about wings and what i gain from this experience and what i look mm-hmm. forward to with the rest of them is again what where cinema was and where it's kind of come to and mm. in terms of just like technical filmmaking but in terms of storytelling and in terms of what the audience has appreciated because i think the detriment of technology and time has been that the audience is just too sophisticated for movies these days and that has ruined a bit of the fun of going to the movies i wonder though like do we also feel at this time audiences were kind of more audiences were in the same lane about things yes do you know I can what I mean? See that, yep. Right? Like, I feel like people wanted to see the same thing. Yeah. Whereas now you have so much diversity and versatility yeah. in film and in genre, too, yeah. that, like, it's just, it's so hard to please anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. And I think the uh, that can be kind of backed up with the fact that there's only three nominations for Best Picture this year. Mm. There's not five. So I don't think the amount of movies that are being produced is as plentiful. Like, at one point, it was probably Wings for, like, months. You either saw Wings or you saw nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Right? So everyone was Did you gonna... know what the the budget for Wings was? No. $2 million. That's a lot. That's, like, $30 million today. That's yeah, what Wikipedia a, told me. That's a big but budget film. It's a big budget movie. Yeah. Yeah. $2 they, they did some stuff with that $2 million. But they definitely used them. it. Yeah. It's a very well yeah. well done film, especially for the time. I also wanted to know, when in the version that you watched... Mm-hmm. Was there like fire in some of the like when tra- when planes are going down and stuff? It's not black and white; it's orange. No. Okay, it might have been the version I saw then. Yeah. It might have been like overproduced or to over-restored. be honest, it was very hard to pay attention to this movie. <laughs> this was very hard to pay attention to. Yeah, I spent a lot yeah. of it on my phone, and I don't. I'm not happy yeah. to admit that, but neither am I. But I did. I did. We'll be better for the next one. The silent thing really threw me for a loop. I honestly was so shocked. I was like, oh, no. (laughs) One, I was like, what am I going to do for quotes? (laughs) Yeah, I thought about that too. And two, I was like, Nadim must know. Like, I don't think Nadim didn't know. But then I was like, I didn't know. Do I text him now or do I just wait till Yeah, I was actually, I thought the same thing. I was like, do I text her? And I'm like, no, she doesn't know. Then we have to talk about how we didn't know. That we didn't know that it was a silent film. It was a silent film. We probably should have looked that up. <laughs> I mean, it would have made a difference. We still would have done it, but I guess we just would have walked in knowing what was we going We would have on. known yeah. what we're getting ourselves into. I also think the fact that it was silent meant things in this movie go on for so long. Not mm-hmm. just the fight sequences, I find. I find everything is just longer than it needs to be. And that may be because you have to see the people talking and then you have to go to the scene. To go to and the you text. somehow have to extend it. Like, it just felt very long and unnecessary. Also, the dialogue is so bad. It is. And that's, I think, another thing is because you don't have time to build dialogue. You don't have time to actually write dialogue because now when you write dialogue in this day and age, it's meant to be subversive and subtext and all of that. There's a way to write good dialogue. But at that time, Mm -hmm. you just need to get points across. So it's just to the point. Yeah. 
for this season. Yes. I want to do two things. Okay. I want to know, and this will mm-hmm. be harder in the beginning. Yeah. Going forward, before you go to your rating, though. Okay. And when you go into your rating, I want to know. Yeah. Should this have won Best Picture or not? <laughs> Let's look at the contenders, shall we? I mean, okay. does that make a difference? It Yes. I have to know. Okay. I can't just, like, say, yeah, it should have won without having all my my ducks in a row. So uh, let me pull this up. 1920. So it was 1929. So it's Best Picture, comma, production. That's what IMDb says. Mm-hmm. And the nominees were Wings, Seventh Heaven, and The Racket. Yep. <laughs> Those are them. <laughs> I don't even know what Seventh Heaven, like, it's not Seventh Heaven, like, Seventh Heaven. When I see yeah, this, it's, not, it's like, from, no, again, it's 1927. That. 27. So, I like, okay, in the beginning, this is going to be a hard question. I think if I, if, okay. Me, Mitha, in 2022, if I were going to place myself in 1927, mm-hmm. I think if I sat down in, I don't even know if they played these in theaters, like if I was at the drive-in, oh, yeah. maybe, in the who knows. Yeah, yeah. Okay. If I was at the theater, would I be entertained? Think about would yourself think... in 1927 and what you didn't have access to. Yeah. Hold on. I'm putting my phone away. I'm putting like, we wouldn't even be able to Google Meet right now. Let me like picture it. I'm in like a cute like trench coat, trench coat dress kind of well, thing. If we're be- being honest, I'm thinking 40s actually. You're in <laughs> India right now. You're not in. You're not in North America. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> you don't know my past life. It, like, it is like 20 years before partition. If I'm in India, I'm blown away by this thing. Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah, think I've right? ever seen anything like this before in my yeah. life. Also, I'm trying. But to But that think should of, tell like, you, right, Mita? Yeah. That's it. That's it. You're blown away. You by are it. blown so away by this thing. For this one, I will allow it to continue to hold the award for uh, outstanding picture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think so too. Yeah. And that comes from a misinformed place. I'll be honest. Like we haven't seen the others. I've seen no other silent films to compare this to. But yeah. just purely based on what I think I know, especially because I was surprised by how techno- technologically advanced this was, mm-hmm. and how even the naked butts. And there's a scene where, for instance, she changes and you see her bare back. Yeah. Like there, there's a few things in this that really took me for a loop. But I still think that in 1927, if I haven't seen like Saving Private Ryan or like Tenet, where like crazy shit is happening, this would blow my mind. Yeah. I will give it that. Yeah. I yeah. Think this what was would... the second thing that you wanted to look at? Oh, I think I meant like your rating would be your second thing. Oh, like, Those okay. are the two big there questions. Are. Right. Got you. Who's going to go into the rating first, then? I'll go first. Okay, okay Nadim. Okay. <laughs> what, what is there to say about Wings? I, I did honestly go into this blind. All I knew was that it was from the 20s, and it had Clara Bow in it. I did not realize it was a silent picture. And I actually am happy that I watched it, because I probably wouldn't have sought out a silent film um, to ever watch again. Mm-hmm. It's not my thing so to speak i guess i think like i like you had mentioned like i'm a movie goer of today mm-hmm. and i don't know if that makes me a lesser person but i enjoy movies today i love the way that cinema has come along over the years i like entertainment right now and so when i do go back and watch older things i do get a little bored sometimes it's really hard to grasp my attention and i did feel that way with this it took me about three tries to like actually go through it. I wound up fast forwarding through some things because like I didn't find them necessary. But if I'm looking at this in the scope of motion picture history, mm-hmm. I do think that there is a lot here that is pretty amazing for the time that it was released. There's some really cool action shots with the planes themselves. Um, even things like costumes are really interesting mm-hmm. to me. And again, that bodes well to time period like that is what people were wearing in those times but Clara Bow wears this like really fun sequin flapper dress yeah. flapper dress and there's some really cool bubbles in this movie yeah. like I think the bubbles are actually quite neat um if to get them on camera like that yeah. is really cool and there there is there are things here that bode well for it for being the first motion picture to win 
outstanding picture. Yeah. <laughs> um, or what I is think we just call picture? it best picture because that's picture. ultimately what it is. Uh, but I want to be correct. Okay, fine. It's best. It was best <laughs> picture at the time. The story, there really isn't one. <laughs> um, the movie just kind of exists. It is what it is. And I guess that's probably what was expected of movies at that time. So I can't really harp it too much for that. So if I'm thinking on a rating of five, for myself, I'm going to give it a three. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with again much of what you're saying. I think if I if 1927 Nadim, and let's assume I'm white, if I lived in North America, I think I'm blown away by this thing. Mm-hmm. I truly think I would have been amazed. I would be giving it five stars. I would think this was amazing to watch. I could see actually being very excited by it as well. And yeah. like, if you try to remove your awareness and your movie going history from this and if you're like a martian watching this thing for the first time not knowing how movies are made or anything like that this is Mm -hmm. i could totally see this being eye-opening and amazing and the the ups and downs of your emotions i think you would be more vested in it if again of the time if you're watching silent movies and this is how you consume that that storyline you're used to the the two people interacting, not knowing how a voice sounds. You're used to those things, right? Yeah. So I think I could find heart in the romance. I think I could find, you know, joy in the friendship. I think I, I think I could find, like, peril in the action scene. I think those emotional beats would resonate more with me, whereas now I've seen everything that this, this film has contributed towards mm-hmm. years and years of my life. And now I'm watching the original thing, and I'm like... Like, I'm underwhelmed by it in that way. But I think for the sake of this podcast, and especially, like, I think the sake of understanding film history and, like, where these things come from, you do have to be able to separate that. Like, I have to be able to watch this, and I have to be able to watch next week's movie and be like, okay, why is this here? Why is this important? Because I might not be entertained by it. And that's the one thing about Wings, I'll say. I was not entertained by this. As a Mm -hmm. modern-day goer who who consumes films for things like dialogue and intricate plotting and like, you know, complex human emotions and things like that, that are just non-existent in this film. And from a purely comparative thing, I don't like action sequences. I don't like modern action sequences. So Mm -hmm. forget what wings has to offer, right? Mm -hmm. That's just not appealing to me, generally speaking. So as a film, I would, I would, I think I would give it five stars and I would give it the, for, for its importance of it, for what it is. I recognize that and I think it does deserve its best picture. But my rating for how I felt about it and how I think I would describe it to other people, I would also be giving it three stars. There we go. Yeah. Look at us landing on the same page. Because I think anything higher seems dishonest. Yeah. And anything lower seems disingenuous. Yeah, I think that's a good way of looking yeah. at it. Yeah, I concur. Yeah. There we go. So that, wings, I'm that putting wings. it down. I'm actually really happy I saw this, though. Because I never would have sat down and be like, I never would have watched this. Yeah. yeah. No, it wouldn't have happened. Yeah. So there you go. We did it. We did it. Number one. 90, 100 <laughs> to go. But instead of looking at it that way, Mita, what is number two? What's our next movie? Well, our next movie, Nadim, is The Broadway Melody. Yes, it is. Yes. Um, so very excited for that. I haven't looked up anything about no. it, so I don't know anything, but yeah. I'll be talking to you soon, shortly about it. Mm-hmm. But typically, mm-hmm. uh, in our seasons, we would start to play different characters. Same world. And what we wanted to do for the season was link each movie to one another. So for example, once we get to Nomadland and Coda, we would have to try to figure out a way to link Nomadland to Coda. Now, for the first, did we decide 10 years? 10 years, gone with the wind. 10 years of this, that's really hard for us to do at the top of our heads. Like we're going to have to do research. So we decided to squash it for the movies that we're watching and instead challenge each other weekly with movies that we do know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so last week, Nadim challenged me to connect. What did you challenge two me? States. Two, two states. Two states to basic instinct. Yes. So this week, Nadim, are you ready? I am. I am challenging you to connect basic instinct okay. 
to Iron Man 3. Oh, wow. What a connection. Yeah. Okay. And your timer starts now. Okay. Michael Douglas is in Basic Instinct. Mm-hmm. Oh, Michael Douglas is in Basic Instinct. I might be... Okay. Michael Douglas is in Basic Instinct. Sorry. <laughs> Who was also in The Game, which was directed mm-hmm. by David Fincher. Mm-hmm. David Fincher also directed Seven, which mm-hmm. starred... Gwyneth Paltrow, who is in mm-hmm. Iron Man 3. There you go. Yeah. Very good. That was not the way I was going to do it. Okay. What was your way? Michael Douglas is in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Is he? He, is, he plays Hank Pym, and I'm pretty sure he's in Adventures Endgame, which has all of them, which is Iron Man 3. I'm pretty sure, though. You did not know that? <laughs> no, he's in, uh, he's in Adventures Endgame. There's no way he's not. Okay. But I didn't know that. There you I'm go. I'm proud of my way of doing it. I'm proud of you too. Thanks. But there, al- there also is a second way of doing it. Oh, is there? Yeah. Do you want? Yeah, do yeah. you want to know? Okay. Um, Jean Triplehorn is in Basic Instinct. Yes. She also is in Sliding Doors with Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, there you go. Who's in yep, Iron Man Three? Oh, interesting. Okay, so I gotta connect Iron Man. You Iron got, Man Three. You're gonna use Iron Man Three with. We'll find out next week. Next week. All right, Mita. That so was our exciting. first episode for season three. Wow. Wow. What a time to be alive. Yep. Hopefully we will both have more energy when we review next week's movie, <laughs> The Broadway Melody. Yeah. Hopefully we'll have power this yes. weekend. Yeah. Um, Let us I pray. We're watching, we can watch this. Rent it. It's rentable. I already rented it. Oh, you did. I'm ahead, baby. You're ahead. Yep. Excellent. So uh, do we want to give some written parting words? Should I just mouth them and have people guess what they are? <laughs> Again, because this isn't predominantly. This is not a visual based. medium. This okay. Not a visual medium. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I have some parting words for you then. <clears throat> His gang had a peach of a fight. What does that even mean? I don't. What know. is a peach of a fight? It was 1927. Why wasn't it like a pear of a fight or a plum? Peach is or... usually like everything's a peach, right? Yeah, like peaches know. are good though. I, I thought it was like I'm peachy. Oh, bruised? Like a bruised Maybe, peach? Maybe, yeah. Bruised like a peach. I solved it. Yeah, he did. <laughs> there we go. Thank you so okay. much for listening, friends. Please like, subscribe, share, and... Rate and review. And we will see you next week for The Broadway Melody. Hooray! Hooray! Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World, sponsored by no one. You can follow us on Instagram at Movies to Watch Pod, on Twitter at Movies the Number Two Watch Pod, on the TikTok at Movies to Watch Pod, or send us an email at Movies to Watch Pod at gmail.com. As always, keep your pants on and don't forget to smell the Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs>